Thanks for tuning in to a brand new episode of Tire Kicker. I'm Jeff. And I'm Nate. And I'm Julian. And today we're going to be kicking the tires of one of the sweetest Swedish vehicles to ever grace the world. So get your Swiss Army knife ready, throw your Roxette tape in the stereo, and come along for a ride with us as we talk about the illustrious Volvo 240. So we were kind of talking off mic a little bit, and you're talking about some news from Mazda that's coming in. We all know that we're big Mazda fans, so... Well, I saw saw a, uh, a headline that uh, the Mazda 3 is going to be getting a, a new engine next year, a 2.5 liter turbo. Nice. And then Julian, mm-hmm. you were you were thinking or you had seen something about the drivetrain? Yeah, I've actually I've confirmed it um, since we spoke. But so yeah, the 2023 is going to come with a two and a half liter inline four the same one they put in the cx5 the cx9 and the six series it's a 250 horsepower 320 pound feet of torque um but it's only going to come with a six-speed automatic and all-wheel drive Mm. so it's basically going to be you know kind of like a range topper um Mm -hmm. you know everything you can get on that car in one um you know maybe missing the manual isn't the worst thing yeah. for this type of a car you know it's such an attractive looking car and um to have a little bit of velocity under it actually i think we'll gain it a couple buyers um i've gotten a little bit of a report on the the base engine um my brother test drove one actually about a week and a half ago and he was actually just kind of underwhelmed he thought it was a good car overall but that it just kind of uh you know, lacked that punch. And so uh, this is probably an opportunity for them to pick up those people. Yeah. And is this going to be a true, like, it, like you said, it'd be a true six speed uh, automatic, not, not like a, a CVT transmission. Um, I, I'd have to look a little more to know that, but it says six speed automatic. And so, um, I, I, yeah. Okay. I it could be a DSG. It could be, you know, you know, I think they might say CVT, and I think in yeah, I think if they say the speeds, it's I'm yeah. pretty certain. I'm pretty pretty safe as not going to be the yeah. CVT. Now, I guess I I don't know. My impression, and like just in the few people I've talked to, like um, you know, at work mostly, you know, where I talk to people about cars, like uh, impressions of the CVTs is not great. Like mm-hmm. like we had. Um, my wife and I had a, a 2007 Nissan Altima that was a, a 2.5 uh, SL trim, and it was, a, but it was a CVT, and I think that was like kind of an early iteration of those, mm-hmm. and so it might have had some some um, you know growing pains, some issues like we, that we noticed with it. Yeah. So it wasn't bad. It certainly was kind of quirky, and but it kind of left a an not great taste in my mouth about CVTs in general, but so I don't know, like uh, what's the consensus on those? I mean, they're, they're immensely popular. I mean, you see them in like every, every automaker seems to have used CVTs in their, in their cars. And like it's in Hondas, you know, you got them with Chrysler uh, Jeeps, Mm -hmm. Chrysler. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, it feels like an efficiency play most of the time. Um, 
you know, CVTs are pretty cool. They're basically, uh, depending on the type, they're kind of like two cones that are sort of moving further or closer to each other to change the ratios. Mm -hmm. And the idea is to kind of keep the engine in the peak power point. But what it end, what it ends up feeling like is like you hit this wall and then mm -hmm. you're just like making some amount of RPMs, you know, while the transmission yeah. is doing the work. And I think that's really counterintuitive for people, especially people who have driven a long time. And then, like you said, Nate, they did have issues, um, especially early on with all the CVTs across brands. But mm. um, I know Nissan had, you know, m maybe more than their share. And, um, you know, I've, I've driven a couple. I think I've driven one in the, you know, in the Fords. And, um, you know, it's it goes places. It's a less emotional experience, in my opinion. There you, you know? go. Sure. That's a good way of putting well, and it. Well, and I remember it was, it's kind of funny. Like, I think it had to have been, I think it I think it was a Nissan commercial where they were kind of touting the CVT. It was like, you know, it was a couple, you know, an attractive young couple, a man and a woman, and the guy's driving, and, you know, the engine, you know, the RPMs are going up. It's like, you know, but uh, there's no shift. There's no shifts. Yeah. So, like, the woman was, she was, like, making the shift noises for the guy while he was driving. <laughs> I remember that. Like, oh, this is really cool. That's <laughs> I think depending on the customer, obviously, I think, um, you know, if you have a mechanical person, somebody that likes driving mechanically, you know, it's obviously a huge bummer to drive a CVT. I mean, the first time I drove one, I was like, that's interesting. But I got over it after, you know, the third time taking off from a stoplight. I'm like, okay, now that's kind of boring because you know, there's like nothing there. <laughs> it's just like, bah, you know, it just like hangs yeah. there. And you're like, like you said, there's yeah. no... There's no power band. There's no feeling of anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that mm -hmm. real car lovers and stuff, you, one of the main reasons that we love driving cars is because it feels like it's a part of us. And then with when you're driving in a car with a CVT, it's like you feel like you're along for the ride. You know, it's just an A yeah. to B car at yep. that yep. time, you know. And so, like, 100%. I know, like, my wife, she loved it, you know, but she's not a car person, you know. She's, it's just a vehicle to her, you know. But yeah, uh, for me, it's like I a lot of people. It is. It's just an appliance, yep. you know. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, it was, it was cool out of the gate, but it got real. Like, okay, now, that, now I'm over it. Sure. You know. And uh, you know, I don't think we should, you know, or or we like the universal we, you know, we should fault automakers for for you know marketing stuff to people that just want an A to B. Right. You know, mm -hmm. to capitalize on, you know, that technology. But, you know, I think, you know, what we would want or as car enthusiasts, uh, car lovers, you know, is we at least want them to give give options, right. I guess, like to give you more performance oriented stuff. That's that's a little a little bit more or sometimes a lot, mm -hmm. you know, more than just utilitarian A to B. Right. Well, yeah. I think coming full circle to what you're saying, though, I mean, just it's a bummer that it's not even coming. <clears throat> it's not even coming with the option for a manual transmission. Um, but it's also mm -hmm. like, okay, that's 2023 and it's, mm -hmm. everybody's getting away from it, you know? And so yeah, it's, it's sad. It's so few manuals anyway. Right. It, it's, yeah. it's sad because we're watching something that's like so dear to our hearts, like completely go away. And it's like, mm -hmm. say the only cars you can actually really drive a manual transmission now, you know, in the future, it seems like it's going to be race cars, but that's not even the, the, you know, that's not even true. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are, <clears throat> no excuse me, a lot of them right. are automatics now, or they're at least paddle yeah, shifting. they abandoned that, you know, but decades ago because, yeah, mm -hmm. they couldn't afford the human error. Exactly. So, so it's like, I get yeah. it, but it's like, man, it's just, yeah. 
we're watching an era and, die, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then like the, an even bigger bummer is like, how long, how long is it going to be before, um, you know, just internal combustion engine is. Oh gone. yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we know that new cars in the fairly, fairly soon, you know, in, in his, in the future, um, are pretty much going to be legislated out. Right. Um, and then they're just going to be a, you know, a thing of the past. You're exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's sad to think like that, but it's, it's the truth. I mean, it's like you got Tesla and, and BMW and, you know, a mm-hmm. number of manufacturers all going with pure electric cars. And it's like, you know, especially like the Teslas, obviously, you know, you drive those things and it's like, it's an experience, you know, you can do 60, zero to 60 in under two seconds. Like what, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so, yep. so yeah. when you're, when you experience that, then you're like, well, why would I ever want, you know, to drive a Porsche 944 or something like that? You know, like why would ever, yeah. you know, there's no point in it. Why would I ever want to drive something that's 200 horsepower that, you know, like <laughs> it's just a loud, noisy thing or something like that. And it's like, well, it I, smells and requires nine fluids. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you, you know, you wonder, yeah. you know, why. So it's like, you know, the future is going there, you know, like, like Nate said, just yep. because of emissions and everything, you know, you know, it's going there, but it's sad. It's, we know that I, I would guarantee you within our lifetime, we'll see that, that trend, you know, like sure. it, it's, it's Absolutely. over, you know, so. Yeah. And I mean, I used to like, just, you know. In thinking in my head, you know, just kind of like walking around, like cutting the grass, like, oh, you know, cars are, electric cars are coming. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, you know, just, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, I used to like, you know, in my head, I'd be like, man, like I'd be like against or just like really uncomfortable and opposed to the idea of like electric cars supplanting, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, petroleum based, you know, diesel yeah. gas. Um vehicles but it's like because i'm like oh that's just taken away from you know just that visceral experience and yeah well you nail it right there you nail it right there just the visceral experience because it's just feeling that raw energy and feeling like you're a Mm -hmm. part of Mm -hmm. that you know when you're driving a a naturally aspirated manual transmission car you know it just i mean i don't know about you guys but like to me one of the best feelings in the world ever is like turning a corner in a manual transmission car that's got some get up in it and having that puppy in second gear and letting that clutch out and dumping it and just going, you know, it's like, that's like mm-hmm. one of the best feelings in the world is being in second, <laughs> turn that corner and just yeah. letting it rip. You know, it's like, Oh my gosh, I've done it 40,000 times probably. And it's always super fun every single time. I love it. And, uh, and you're not, For you're sure. not just not going to get that anymore, you know, and it's sad. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think we're not going to get that. You know, I think that there'll always be a way for like that inner monkey to hit that button. Yeah. You know, like you're saying that Tesla with ludicrous mode and things like that. That's really, really cool. This yeah. is true. Um, you know, I think that we'll evolve a little bit and, you know, um, I think we'll come to right. like it. Now, I totally agree with you guys because, you know, like to use an example, the Harley Davidson engine is a pretty simple overhead, you know, a mm-hmm. pretty simple engine. Um, you know, about two valves per head, um, two cylinders, and it's basically the exact same blueprint as like the human heart, right? So you have these mm-hmm. two chambers, four valves, just this pump, 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 and you really can like 
feel that almost human connection to it because yeah. of that. You know, it's like it has that heartbeat that's just like yours. You're so and, that's so well said. You know, mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, the that's that's I think where you know electric will never get that. You know, we have it. We'll have a different type of thing. It'll sound like land speeder bikes or you know, all these kind yeah. of fantasy Star Wars noises that we've heard in movies for twenty maybe. years, and yeah, I think they'll find a way to pull our emotions that way. But yeah, um, but so what I was gonna say is like I, I, uh, I for a time I was like really against this whole this you know the human progress or whatever towards electric vehicles, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of with the introduction of stuff like the Tesla. And mm-hmm. other manufacturers that are kind of making them not be, you know, I guess, like dorky and and yeah, it sounds kind of it sounds kind of like, uh, like an oxymoron. I think right, like it doesn't make sense. Like you know, it seems like impractical because like the range was so mm-hmm. the ranges would be so so yeah. small, and it's like you couldn't charge it hardly anywhere. But now that it's becoming right. So you know, mainstream. more mainstream and I mm-hmm. and I think Tesla, you know, did a lot mm-hmm. with that. You know, the Prius, you know, is, is a hybrid Bolton. electric. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. And uh was it a Walmart in Florida uh, with a charging station, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 Or or like a, a truck stop in, in the middle of Nebraska that has wow. a Tesla station. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know Is that I'm, real? I, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I man, swear I saw oh, there's uh yeah. there's a place um that I take my my a couple of my boys over to uh, civil air patrol and it's okay. just like a park or whatever you can like, you can rent like bikes and stuff to ride around on and you can ride around this lake and all this other stuff. But in the parking lot, they actually have a charging station, you know? And it's like, oh, who nice. would have ever thought, you know, like this, like mm-hmm. <laughs> eco-friendly park setting, you know, would like, Hey, we have a charging station. It's like, that's just weird, you know, but yeah, you're seeing them everywhere yeah. now. So and I yeah, and I think I'm really am kind of coming around, and I don't know, maybe it's just getting older, but I don't know, more mature. But it's like I'm not as like worked up about necessarily about the loss of um, gas engines. I mean, it's, it's still going to be a sad thing, but it's not like those cars that have already been made are going to go anywhere, right? And I think it, you know, it's. Unless you know stuff just goes way off the yeah, rails, unless and if like, it's a, an, burn em, yeah, unless it's a yeah, it could em. be like an emission <laughs> war or something like that, where they just say, "Hey, look, yeah. it's just you know, the fossil fuels are just killing our planet. You know how we're burning it and how we're depleting it yeah. and stuff like that." And it, it could get there. I hope it doesn't. But you know, I think there's a lot of car enthusiasts that say the same thing. I've heard Jay Leno say it, Joe Rogan, a bunch of other people said that you know those cars will never go away. Um, I think that they probably will. To say they'll never go away, I think that's that's you know, a large tail because I think that they will. Sure. I think that, you know, at some point, you know, like our generation, cool. I think our kids' generation is probably going to be about the tail end of it because by that time, mm-hmm. the electric car is going to be so mainstream and they're not going to have those. When I was 16, I had this. I mean, when they're 16, they're going to be buying the Model S or something like that. You know, I was like, well, my first car was a Model S. You know, where we were like, holy crap, there's no way I could afford a Model S, you know, or something like that. Right. You know, when they yeah. first come out, you know, so that's going to be their 16 year old cars. They're not going to have the Ford Escort GT or something like that as their, as their first car, you know. So, but I agree with you, though, too, Nate, about the increase of technology and being welcoming to it, too, because it's like, it's just another thing. Like, like you look at like the, you know, how halogen lights are going to be completely gone here soon, 
you know, and I'm cool with that, you know, because mm-hmm. like the new lighting technology with LEDs and things of that nature, it's so much better, so much efficient, you know, and <clears throat> and they look better and they're brighter and, you know, safer and everything, you know. So, um, yeah, it's just part of the deal, you know, and, and, and I welcome it, but it's also like, gosh, it's just, you know. It's a little tinge of sadness, yep. you know, with it. Now, what about biofuels? Are we... Do you think that there's going to be that we're going to be able to keep, you know, non-electric vehicles around and run them off of algae or corn or, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, that that kind of thing? I mean, I know they they tested a seven whatever Boeing 787 or something with like, you know, um, with a bio jet fuel. Right. And it performed OK. I don't know. You know, yeah, it's hard to say. About that. Um, I think that the technology, I, I don't want to get on a conspiracy here, but I think that I think that um, it's more plausible to me to make the engine run if, uh, more efficiently with regular fossil fuel than it is to do biofuel. Because, again, the conspiracy part of me is it's like, well, there's also a lot of government push to grow corn and things of that nature you know Um, a lot of incentives there oh yeah there's lots um but uh on the other hand so yeah the whole ethanol yeah and so what i'm saying is is like there's so much you know proof and you know documentation showing how cars can run off of vaporized fuel uh vapor fuel vapor gas rather than squirted liquid you know gas and it runs more efficiently, runs just as well. And you can do like something like something crazy. I, I don't remember exactly, but it's like a hundred or three hundred miles to the to the gallon or something like that. And uh, and it's just running a mist rather than you know liquid. And so you're still using fuel, but you can use a gallon to go across the state or something like that. And so there's lots of documentation. Wow. I've seen lots of videos of people doing this and. And, uh, again, on the conspiracy side, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of stories of how people have like done it. And then all of a sudden they've been, you know, found dead and, you know, and they think that's like government, you know, trying to, you know, take them out and stuff like that, you know, but, but, um, technology is there. I've seen it with my own eyes Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you know, why they just don't do that is beyond me, you know? So it's like, take the, take, take the technology that we have and the resources that we have and make it more efficient. You know, why can't we do that? Right. You know, well, you know, and then there's a whole like we were talking about electric cars, like the first GM, you know, their electric car, a car that they made in the what uh, early 90s. Um, EV1, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that yep. freaked that freaked out the, the and oil and sure did. gas industry like like oh, just gosh. terrorized them. Yeah. That's a good and, point. And then, you know, they. Like you, you couldn't buy the vehicles. You could only lease them. And then I, you know, there's a, whatever that movie, like who killed the electric car or something like that. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I, and I don't, so I'm, I'm not speaking from a depth of knowledge, but just kind of what little I've read about it. But, you know, it's like they, they took these cars away from the people. Like they, people couldn't buy them when their leases were up. Like they just, they took mm-hmm. them and they destroyed them and they're gone. Right. And, and that set the whole, like electric or hybrid electric movement back like so many years just because the oil and gas industry was like, nah, right. nope. <laughs> you, you gotta know? wonder, so, you gotta wonder. And that's, 
I mean, that's even a sequel, really. Um, there was a car developed in the late 70s called the XR1. Oh. It was a guy from Texas, really actually a nice-looking car. It was a 79. It was like the first real electric car. And he basically got blacklisted by all kinds of like random suppliers and um there's there's a lot uh, you know there's just a lot more to that story i'm sure but um you know he had a viable product and basically got ran out of town mm-hmm. you know and that was you know 20 years before mm-hmm. the gm project even yeah, yeah. so i guess uh, no i'm not 20 12 13 but um so yeah it's just it's been a threat for a while. Um, well, totally, because I even remember early 2000s um, watching videos of this guy on a drag strip, and he had taken a uh, Chevy Astro van and converted it to a full electronic, you know, full electric vehicle. And uh, he had something like six or nine car batteries in it and stuff, and it was completely gutted. And mm-hmm. he was like, he could not get the van to run completely down the track because he kept breaking belts because there's so much torque and he was mm-hmm. like this is the future he's like i promise you he's like this will blow away any drag car and he's like and my motor only pushes out like 110 horse or something like that he's like but my torque is like it's some crazy number i forget what it was he's like this is the future he's like i promise you and, and they showed him trying over and over and over again he'd get about half halfway down the track that van would just take off you know, like you want to be like, like what we see the Tesla's doing now and that, but he'd always be snapping belts and stuff. And he just couldn't get to go. But he's like, he's like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. And you just watch me. And everybody's like, whatever, dude. And then now look at it. You know, it's like, no, he was right. You know? So. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, well. Yeah. That is, you know, I wasn't expecting us to go on that, <laughs> on that tangent, but that was entertaining. That was entertaining. That was I fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this moment to try and blow your minds a little bit. So you guys have heard of the Nissan Leaf, right? Yes. yes. The Leaf. Okay. The Leaf. The Leaf. So um also you know, also a new news. Um so twenty twenty Nissan Leaf. Guess how many horsepowers it has. Mm. Wait, the twenty twenty one? Uh twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. There's also there's also maybe something in the pipeline. So but how many horsepowers? Leaf, I know the Leaf has two yeah. options, right? Two yeah, engine yeah. options. I'm I'm only talking about the 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 better option. The better one. I'm gonna yeah. say it had because I know they redesigned it and it actually okay. looks attractive to me now. As whereas the first gen <laughs> one didn't. It's a bold statement. I'm gonna say it's got. That's how you feel. <laughs> uh, 145. I'm gonna say 210. Yeah, Jeff's gonna take the prize two fourteen. Oh man! Right, and two hundred and fifty pound feet of torque, right? dude. That's good, dude. Right, yeah. and then there's some kind of like a test track machine that they were popping out mm. with all wheel drive, extra motor, three hundred horsepower. No way. So, way, way. This is fresh news. This is fresh off the press. This presses, is. But wow. That's just. I mean, I'll be honest. That's come a uh, leaps and bounds and you know i think what the 2004 2006 whenever the first teslas were starting to you know be imagined right was not that long no ago. it wasn't um, right you know i built an electric motorcycle in 2008 you know that i ran for seven or eight years and i'll be honest it's like the lowest maintenance piece of equipment i've ever had well it's it's interesting 
um speaking of the looks of the of the new leaf or whatever it it, it does look better mm-hmm. than than previous you know generations of the leaf but um but it still, still looks kind of like a prius or like a jelly bean or something like mm-hmm. that and yeah and so it's kind of hard to get yeah. over it because i i guess i look at it and like i understand why they're designed that way you know for aerodynamics and and things of that nature i get mm-hmm. it um like every curve on that car ha- it it's has a purpose but but then right. you see like a like a model s or whatever from tesla and you're like that's a that's a gorgeous car you know and it's Yes. And so you're like, why, <laughs> why are they doing this? And why are you doing that? You know? Yeah. So right. I know. Cause That's I kind of like, almost like a timeless question too. Yeah. Like, I, Cause I kind of like the, what is it? The BMW, uh, what do they call that? The i3. The i3. Yeah. I kind of yeah. like that, you know? Um, <laughs> I do it, too. it's weird. It's funky. They're just, they're doing it. Yeah. So, but they're doing know? exactly. That's they committed. Yeah. And it, it, it it's jelly bean ish yeah. or whatever, but it's also like, <laughs> It doesn't. You don't see that car and go, "Oh, that's just some dorky electric." You know, I mean, it's like, "Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of cool." You know, it, it it stands on its own. You know, yeah. whereas all these other you know hybrids and things of that nature, it's like uh, you know, yeah. like the Hondas and the Prius and things of that nature. So yeah, yeah, they've you they've all you see them like you would see them driving around and you'd be like, "Yeah, that's a that's a dorky one of them right. dorky electric vehicles," but. You know, now, like you, like you said, the Tesla, you see the Tesla, and you're like, that's a slick car. You see the BMW, like, I don't know if, if it was this Super Bowl, like this year, you know, with all the all the commercials, you know, I think we saw the Audi yeah. has got the new mm-hmm. uh, electric vehicle. There's a, there's the, the Mustang yeah. Uh, yeah. electric Ugh. vehicle that's, even though it doesn't look like a Mustang, no, it's an SUV. We, we, we're we're not going to talk about that. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> so... Must okay. Maybe we should stop there. Mustang, <laughs> Ford. Let's go to what you wanted to talk about, Jeff. Yeah, let's talk about something that's not good so segue. aerodynamically shaped. Right. We're here to talk yeah. about boxy cars today. Right? We are. We are. We are definitely talking about boxy. So, I mean, obviously, any car enthusiast probably knew this was coming down the road or whatever. They might. They've probably seen this for for a little while now, but. But uh, what's really hot right now is the introduction of the Ford Bronco again, the 2021 Ford Bronco. Um, and they nailed it. They did nail it. They did nail it. It is. Do they actually have like 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 legit pictures of these now? Oh yeah. Because I I've okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's there's lots of them. Um, oh, they have it on their website. Yep, they got oh it on the God. website. Yep. Oh my it's, God. It's like a real thing you can buy. Yep. It's great. Yes. Yeah, they were. They came chin hair close to not pushing it out for 2021 because of the coronavirus and they're afraid that people just you know since unemployment was so high and things of that nature that people weren't going to be able to buy them Mm -hmm. but uh they decided to go for it and it was a good good deal so it's it's cool man it's so cool i i love it when car manufacturers dip back 50 60 years ago in that old playbook and pull it out and just revamp it and it and it and when they hit it and they hit that home run oh mm-hmm. you know to me this is this is just they they couldn't have done any better as far as i'm concerned i mean it's no. to me it's like the challenger you know i i love the challenger so much um i'm not even a huge dodge guy but when you see that car it's like that is a muscle car you know and it's like it still yes, holds that challenge, era yeah. Still holds it, you know. It harnessed that retro and modern, yep. and you're just like, 
that is awesome. Yep. Anytime I see those headlights, I'm just oh. like, that makes me happy. That makes me happy. It does. <laughs> yes. It does. Yeah. Well, and it's same thing with the Camaro when it first came back. You know, it was like, ooh, that kind of feels like a 67 again. You know, that's kind of cool. But now they're going like, eh, it's basically a Corvette. And it's like, it doesn't even really look like a, like a Camaro anymore. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. why did you do that? But, but I get it. I understand. Yeah, they even had that one year face too that they had like really bad feedback on. They had to yep. redesign it really quickly on the, yeah. on the Camaro and what was that, 2019 maybe? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really wish. But this I'm... Bronco, it has like the classic cues that I expect. Like, yes. So when you think about cars, like you want them to have some character in a sense, like where you look at it and the lines create some, some motion, right? Yes. And so like a sports car usually has that like slanting back line with the bubble at the coupe and, you know, this Bronco just it's it's just beefy yeah you can see it with its squareness that it's just going to push through things mm-hmm. you know in a sense the design language is um declaring its intentions right up front and those two headlights are just oh you're gonna see those behind you yes and you're gonna know exactly what that thing is exactly you know it's yeah are they are they great. gonna be uh shining in my mirror and blinding me you yeah, bet. you're gonna resent them like crazy in that moment. Yeah, oh, well, and it's like you know, and unfortunately, the the counterpart, the uh, you know, to the Ford Bronco is out now as well, and mm-hmm. being the Chevy Blazer, and uh, oh, wow. yeah, and it's like. Oh. What a swing and a miss, you know. Like like Ford was like, we're going back, and Chevy's like, we're gonna make a car for Becky. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah. when was the blazer ever anything that a girl, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to be sexist here, but, but you didn't see like a bunch of like moms running to go buy the blazer. You know what I'm saying? Back when they were, you know, a big thing in the, in the sixties and seventies, you know, it was some dude named Jimmy who was going out to the beach or something like that, you know, to take the top off and stuff yeah. to pick up Becky, you know, and, uh, you know, but now it's like it's totally <laughs> yeah. a soccer mom car. And no offense to people that like them or soccer moms, you know, by any means, you know, I get it. But, but man, you know, Ford's like, dude, these Broncos are going to be going crazy off the shelves. I guarantee us, you know, yeah, the Blazer, I, it, it feels sized. Yeah. right. Um, you know, the Blazer, yeah, it feels like they just kind of like, Tried to capitalize on the name only, yeah. cheap out on the Thank actual you. vehicle. Yes, like like they had yeah. these names in a hat that like have some real emotional value to people. Right. And they're like, which one of these can we destroy? Oh, today? dude, it's like the two thousand, <laughs> like the early two thousand Malibu. You remember? And they're yes. like, here, here's a Malibu. And yes. You're like, that's not a Malibu. Stop that. And they're like, well, but this, here's a Malibu Classic. Yeah. <laughs> no no please go jump yeah. off a bridge please you know <laughs> like i had a buddy with like a 70s um i think the color was blueberry but it was basically purple um um oh man I lost my train of thought there so it's uh they brought it back in the 80s chevy nova the Ooh, chevy nova yes. sorry that 70 nova is beef yes. that 80s nova <laughs> is basically like a tin can yeah. that they just they like found the nova name on the floor yeah. and they're like that sounds yeah, neat economy vehicle we got a car we're building in the back room right now yep. let's just use this yeah let's just dust off that dust off that badge and this will make people want to buy it now this yeah. thing's a turd what I, you should know, we do i know <laughs> i think that's that's right another constant that all these 
car manufacturers have done at some point, you know, mm-hmm. they, they bring back a moniker that like Julian, like you said, that's going to elicit emotion and connection. Absolutely. And then has some real history with them, but they, they just destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> they cheap out on actually making and developing the car and they just bank on the name and yes. the, and the, you know, it's like those building blocks, the trust blocks, yep. right? You know, it's like they mm-hmm. build up these trust blocks with the name and then they're like, okay, so we're going to cash these blocks in with this name, but we're not going to deliver. So we're going to lose all these blocks, but hopefully we don't lose all of them. <laughs> yeah, I would be <laughs> I remiss. Don't, you know, I don't know, whatever. I would be remiss if I didn't, along these lines of talking about big SUVs, talk about how GMC Hummer is also coming out. Have you guys seen this vehicle? No. Dude, we're going to look it up real quick. It is freaking slick. The the new new the Hummer? The new right? GMC yeah. Hummer 2021. Well, because the Hummer, like the, the original, the OG Hummer was basically the same thing for, for a long time. Like Correct. the Army military one or the Arnold one. And then Hummer was its own thing. Yes, Hummer came out as like, its own vehicle brand. With and, its like bro trucks, correct or whatever. But then they're like basically <laughs> shamed off the planet because they're such a you know gas hog, you know of sorts and re- mm-hmm. resource hog. Yeah. But now, big old middle finger up to the world, they're an EV now, <laughs> and so it's like oh, right? they went completely man. polar opposite. They're like they died on this mm-hmm. on this on this hill, and then they came up over on this other <laughs> hill. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> and they were, they were like, "So, do we have anybody left?" Right. Okay. Guess what? We're gonna oh, make it electric. That's right. And like all of those they people died. just fall over. That... Yeah. <laughs> they died. They died. No, I mean we were talking about how electric is. You know, it's happening. This is a great example, Jeff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Who would have ever thought? Yep. Yeah. But that's actually know. kind of a cool move. A good move to like take mm-hmm. it seems like it doesn't go together but you're like actually you know actually really cool yeah. right yeah well and so, i think with the cyber truck kind of that's what i was gonna say it's there uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i Prime. think that hummer wins on that one i mean the cyber truck's cool in a weird way you know but uh and we're talking about the tesla cyber truck yeah it's like sin, it looks like though. something it's that we would have drawn when we were four-year-olds or whatever for preschool it's like a it's like robocop's like (laughs) partner's truck that he drives home or something have you seen that video though where they're driving around in it and stuff at night and everything no it's actually kind of cool i mean it's it's got some design flaws you know but it it's weird but like driving around that thing's a beast man it's huge it's a big old truck you know so but I don't know. Teach their own. But I'm styling wise, it kind of reminds me of like the stealth bomber. Yeah, which I yep. think is a good thing to try and do emulate. Right. Yeah. I yeah. I would True. imagine okay. worse things to connotate. Yeah, I would imagine they're probably going to redesign it um, so it's less. You know, uh, what would it like super Angular. model? You know, showroom. You know, where it's like, okay, this is something you're going to see driving alongside you. You know. Um, not yeah. not some weird thing that's going to stand out like a sore thumb from the from the year three thousand, you know. So because I, th- I don't I don't know. I think Elon might just not even care. Papa Musk, you think we'll he's gonna? Yeah, he's man. going all in. Papa don't Papa. care. Yeah, I bet he. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. He's but going I, to space, I, baby. But again, there's some cool. 
there's some cool things happening right now. You know, we got to admit that yeah. the Ford Bronco yeah. and the the Hummer being being two of them for sure. So, either way, I'm excited. There's a lot of cool things to look forward to. Sad about the manual transmission pretty much being kicked to the curb, but oh well. Stuff like this though, it doesn't make it so bad. So, mm. yeah, yeah, still things to be excited about. So, yep. All right. Shall, so, shall we bounce out of the rubber let's, lounge? Let's take a bounce out of the rubber lounge and let's hop right into the nice, yeah. comfy got seats another of the square car to talk. That's about. right. We're going to talk about something super safe, super efficient, super rad. It's time to talk about the Volvo 240. You guys know I love this car. Yes. And you have a full back I, tattoo of the Volvo 240, Julian. We've seen it. <laughs> Do, <laughs> doing a Bernie. Doing off. a Bernie. Um, your, child, your child's <laughs> name is Volvo 240. I have 240 children. They're all named Volvo. <laughs> yeah. Volvo 1, Volvo 2. No, I, I, I really do love this car. What's kind of cool about this car is, first of all, it is one of those cars that was just around for a long time. And, uh, all of that is by design, but they also built it forever. I mean, it had a 19-year run, and I'm not, I'm not talking like a, um, you know, like Honda, like they've been making Honda Civics for a while, and they change the design every five years. I mean, literally, they made the same three-rectangle, four-circle car for 19 years, nice. and they made them into everything. Yeah. You could get a Volvo 240 with nothing in it just a completely basic a to b car and you could get a 240 limousine you yeah you could get a 240 that was top topped leather interior um yeah they had like chic uh, versions or something like that you know for like these rich like absolutely you know was the chop top one was that the um like Italian, like yes, yeah, that's the thing. Ber- that's the Bertone. Yes, yeah. uh, Bertone. I'm not. Um, I think it's Bertone. Native, native speaker, know. but they. Um, what they did is that that's a V6 model. So they, uh, you know, they made like 2.8 million Volvos. About 200,000 of those were V6s, and then a handful of V6s became Bertone. And they actually were constructed in Italy. It was. It's kind of cool because they. Um, so the Swedish don't speak Italian, the Italian don't speak Swedish. So Volvo actually set up an English school in Italy so that they could collaborate. And so all these guys are like <laughs> going to English school and then trying to work on this car, I guess, at night between classes. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how much English Would and how you much like development it was. like to some butter and build a car? <laughs> Would you like to buy some butter? And build a car. Yes. That's so funny. But that's kind of Ikea, though, too, right? Like, <laughs> that's funny. Anyways. Yeah. And that's exactly like Ikea. They yeah. have the restaurant in there. That's right. That's buy saying. some meatballs and build a cabinet. That's right. That's right. First, so, and, and, then, and build it to the nth yeah. degree, too. The uh, the Bertone, I saw mm-hmm. in my research, my uh, quote-unquote research, um, were those handmade? Like, like they all custom, you know, custom built. 
I think that there's a very high degree of customization. I don't, I don't know to what extent, but definitely, you know, more so than your regular 240. And, um, you know, they were owned by all kinds of, uh, famous people. The person I know, um, who's most famous was, um, a guy, you might not know him by his, uh, birth name, David Robert Jones, but I'm sure you know who David Bowie is. Oh yeah. And David Bowie had a Volvo 262 C, C for coupe, Bertone. Um, Volvo is also really great with their naming convention. So Mm -hmm. like, um, they, they got, they simplified, I think in the eighties, but basically, uh, so, uh, 242, um, was basically a 242 door right and a 244 is a 244 door very straightforward so the 262 um is uh 260 so it has the six cylinder Mm -hmm. and two doors and you know david bowie's is almost like uh gosh it's almost almost looks like a hearse or something with that chop top and that long roof and um has a it's all black tan interior has like the nice stereo apparently uh, three-speed automatic which i think you know it's a luxury car at that time it's not really designed for you know much much beyond sure. that but you know um so yeah he he's you know uh, pretty famous guy who had one another guy uh i know who had one is uh kurt cobain he was um you know band band leader of this never heard of him phenomenal band called nirvana never heard of him um yeah it's based on i think uh um eastern medicine or something along those lines <laughs> is that one of those and, like um real like obscure like college bands or something like they play them on <laughs> i think so uh, i was so cool that i had this car like a year after kurt cobain died and i did not know that he had one until now Oh, like oh. that's how in in the moment I was in the nineties. But it makes um, sense though, like knowing who Kurt Cobain is. But yeah, I guess when she was pregnant, like he just thought that was the safest car, and yeah. so we bought Courtney Love. Well, it probably Volvo was right. I mean, Volvo was yeah. all about safety. Like that safety. Was, right. That's their thing, right? Yeah, they're so Volvo means I roll, right? Which is also which is super hipster, by the way. <laughs> and um, they were originally like a ball bearing production company. Oh my god. And so nice. that's that's where it comes from, right? And then, you know, some twenty million cars later, you know, they basically have had some hand in. I mean, I think like pretty much every safety technology up at least until the nineties. Oh, totally. Um, well, I mean, even yeah, today, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, like the way that the if they were in a front end collision, the way that the motor mounts would collapse and the motor and transmission would yes. go underneath the car. That's mm-hmm. technology Genius. that they're doing today. And some some Three manufacturers are just starting belts. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy, the man. the cars you have to think about the cars of the time. Like this is an era that James Dean is dying in a Porsche. Yeah. And yeah. the you know, I, I had a friend who had a Carmen Ghia who passed away in an accident. These are not cars that um are gonna basically let you live through an a real accident. Right. You know, Volvo's comes along and they basically put a steel safety cage around you. Yeah. And I think that the number I number I heard was something around like seven tons or something, you know, I mean like mm-hmm. an enormous amount of structural rigidity. You could, um, 
they they did as a matter of fact they just stack volvos on volvos on volvos to just prove how sturdy these yeah. things were and you know they they're really impressive for that you know they 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 went ahead and just decided well you know we're gonna build cars so that people live right well and i think let's see what and on top of it they were always trying to add to that innovation to the extent of like i think it was like 1974 or something like that i think was they did i don't remember if it was a i think it was just a prototype but they they actually did a reverse camera, a backup camera, inside of yeah, a, yes. a 240. The yeah. Volvo, the Volvo safety experimental car. safety car yep. in 1972. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Like, yep. talk about the reverse so camera. Much stuff came from it that. It blew my mind when I saw that on a video. I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right? It's about as big around as like a <laughs> yeah, uh, like the watermelon. Was, it was huge, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, totally huge. And then the dash cool. in the TV is yep. also yeah. comical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but though. it was like it was basically just a it was a, like a prototype, uh, you know, to or experimental, you know, it was a yeah, car mm-hmm. to just cram as many like safety features and ideas into it as they could, and like you know, like you like you said earlier about other safety features. I mean, this is stuff now that is like that car manufacturers yeah. still use. And, I mean, do, uh, do we, do we dare say that the 240 was like the, the first iPhone to every smartphone that's out there? You know what I mean? I mean, cause think about it. Like yeah. back before the iPhone came around, could you imagine, you know, anybody being like, we're going to have a computer in our hand. That's going to take videos, take pictures, you know, do email, go on the internet you know, do this, do that. I mean, just list out everything that we currently do with a smartphone. If you would have said that 15 years ago, we would have been like, yeah, right. You know, but that's mm-hmm. what they basically did with Volvo is just somebody, a group of guys or, or the one guy sat there and said, here's all the things that we think is impossible in a car. Let's make it possible. You know? And I mean, because mm-hmm. back, back then, if somebody said, let's, let's do a reverse camera in, in the bumper, you know, and they'd be like, what? And they're like, no, let's see if we can do it. You know, and nowadays you it's like. put a TV in the car. Yeah, right, exactly. Nowadays it's like. It's no like, more mushroom tea for Sven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like nowadays, though, it's like you're upset when it doesn't have a backup camera. You're like, oh, <laughs> like, I guess. Well, you know, and now, I mean, that is that is like required now. Like by right. law, like cars right. manufactured after what 2018, man, like you have to have a backup camera. And Volvo right. was doing this in 1972, or, or they showed yeah. it off at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, they they kind of have a tradition of that too, you know, yes. like the even just seatbelts. So Volvo starts putting seatbelts in their cars basically in like the late 50s, like 58 or something, and then they, um, you know, three-point seatbelts in, like, 59. They invent those. Mm. Okay, kind of a big deal. Uh, if you've been in a car ever, <laughs> yeah. you've probably used a three-point safety belt. <laughs> right. Those weren't those weren't even required right. until 1984 yeah. in the United States. Yeah. So here they are decades ahead of safety regulations. Mm. And I think that that's um, pro- it's probably part of the time. I think probably at that time the government didn't feel like they needed to regulate the business as much or um you know companies where i guess were just expected to make a good product yeah and 
you know, these types of restrictions. Uh, you know, when you think about the reliability of cars even at that time, putting additional restrictions on a car would have been ludicrous because they could barely get, you know, points ignition to run consistently for a year or two, sure. you know, without maintenance. And, um, you know, that's, that's another thing. Volvo, I guess, um, you know, was just really into creating these durable products. And, you know, they they would kind of boast back in the day that the average Volvo owner, I think in the 60s, would have one for like 11 years. Yeah. And like most cars didn't last like no. four or five well, years. Well, I think that's a huge point to make is like at that time, though, too, you know, in America, even it was the cars weren't durable, but they were building like electronics and appliances and stuff that were. And so it was all about mm-hmm. durability, but they just could not figure out how to make a vehicle that was durable. Now they would give warranties and things up the wazoo, you know, I mean, there's still to this day, there's people that if they have like a 1962 Falcon or something like that, if they're still the original owner, there's people that own these cars, they're going to, you know, Sears and getting a battery, you know, still on that warranty. You know, it's incredible that they're doing that. But that was the thing. So America was like, well, we'll just back it up with warranties. Or Volvo was like, we'll just build it to last. You know, yeah. it's impressive. I mean, what yeah, a it's like what a way to sorry, Nate. What a way to sorry to uh, try to edge the competition because clearly at that time it was you know people were being about fuel efficiency and things of that nature and stuff and they were trying to do this trending up but it was always about aesthetics and appearance and uh, what what kind of packages and things that you could put together and stuff and volvo is just like we're gonna build the safest car and watch people flock to it and then we're just gonna own that for 20 years you know and and they (laughs) did man and it was like yeah. Dude, they sold like two point what was it two point three or two point eight million of these things or something like that like that's incredible yeah. out of yeah. Sweden this is this car too it's amazing because so they replaced this car yeah in the in the eighties with the seven series right. then they quit making seven series because people weren't buying them and they kept making two forties <laughs> so like they had a complete this like car that was designed to replace it not only did they just continue making it like it it was still more popular right. than the new yep. one that's yeah, awesome well i think it's just because people were like well this isn't what we wanted you know i mean because i mm-hmm. i i i would seriously <laughs> doubt that the numbers were dipping that much i think it was just like okay guys we've been doing this for 20 years it's time to <laughs> it's trying to do mm-hmm. time to do something else you know but but uh they found out in a hurry that that's not what the people wanted so yeah yeah it's not broke i think there was somebody in a uh, there's sort of a lore that you know somebody in a boardroom you know it's like well why aren't people people buying more volvos well they're not done with their old ones yet right you know (laughs) they're too good you know they're just too good they you know they ended up handed down within families and you know they just they're all heck i see them on the road now you know this car that ended production uh, more than 25 years ago. Are we there yet? Yeah. Close to 25 years ago. And, you know, I I saw one yesterday. I know a guy who's a carpenter who's had the same one for 15 years. Like, I, I remember moving away when I was 15, and now I'm almost 40. So, actually, that's <laughs> yeah, that's maybe a little more than 15 years. My math is um, <laughs> it's as old right, as I am. Yeah, we, so, yeah. We'll let it slide. Ah, it feels like just yesterday, guys. It feels like just yesterday. 
<laughs> it does. But they're they're just indomitable, you know, and yep. like styling wise, um, let's be honest, there's not a lot there. <laughs> you know. Well, let's be honest. The thing What's that not came to like to mind you know? for us, you know, earlier was a Kleenex box. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's but what I, mean... I said. Yeah, it looks like a Kleenex box and and if you have a Jeff, I'm totally with you. If you can find a 240, I'll go to a hotel and I'll steal a rolly cart full of towels <laughs> and we'll stuff that sucker right in the that's middle. That's right. And we'll turn it and into we'll a Kleenex rip box. Rip off that sunroof and we'll just like yep. pull those things out like a Kleenex. Yeah. You know, and then we'll drive to your mom's house and we'll have her knitted a koozie. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, because of their aesthetics <laughs> and because of the technology of safety behind the car, they kind of got a bad rap, especially mm-hmm. in the United States. And I don't mean a bad rap like they were like looked down upon. They were just kind of made fun of. You know what I mean? I mean, because if you think about it, you know, it, they're they're kind of like the, maybe like the smart car, you know, whereas like the smart car is actually kind of a smart car when you think about it it's got a lot of cool features to it mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that but you're like i want to be caught in that car you know but it's like you know it's kind of like that you know where people it's easy to poke fun of you know and like i like for example like even in the movie don't kill mom the ba- or don't tell mom the babysitter's dead you know christina applegate is like yeah she's like i drive a volvo you know, they just kind of got a bad rap in, in the United States, unless if, you know, you, you didn't have like car enthusiasts going after them. You had parents buying them for their kids or parents just buying them for themselves and things of that nature just because of the practicality of it. But, but yeah, when it came to mm-hmm. aesthetics, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like uh, almost like a pug, you know, <laughs> it's like they're a gnarly looking <laughs> dog, but you either really, really love it or, you know, just accept it. <laughs> Just accept it. Man, so one of the videos I watched was um, uh, was the, I think it was Donut Media. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where they sh- were showing off one of their employees, like, custom 240 that, like, he was, he's from Sweden. And he has his 240, and he, like, had manufactured his own, like, like, he, he, combined the wheels from like a bmw and then from a volvo and like welded them together or something and like turned them in like made his own wheels and his own custom like brake brake covers and uh i don't know engine mounts and like intakes and it's got an engine from god i don't know he it was like parts from like three different cars it was really crazy but it, it looks he made real effort to make it look like completely stock like you open the hood, even though these parts are like, like they aren't the stock parts, but they look stock. And so it's just a real clean, um, real clean example of, you know, very custom, but, but very mm-hmm. clean. Um, you know, and they were kind of talking about how people, I think, I think the way that everybody does, you know, kind of like, like, oh, Volvo 240, you know, like, haha, um, they look weird, whatever, but, uh, they have a real loyal following and there are people, there is a huge community of people who, um, you know, who are into tuning and wrenching on, on these cars. Well, I'm a huge supporter of anybody that takes something that's ugly and makes it look awesome. You know what I mean? And there's lots of cars out there that are just, you would never expect to see that are like, like I'm trying to think of a, of a example, but there's some cars that I've seen that it's like, um, 
like that thing's just a turd and then you see it and it's like slammed down it looks like a rally car now or something like that and it's got like you know fender flares on it and mm-hmm. and stuff and you're like whoa that's cool because i think some people see the potential in what it is and they're like i can really make that thing look really cool and i think that i've seen a lot of 240s that you know are really really cool but i also have seen a lot of sleepers and you got to give volvo a huge nod to putting such a car out there that you can make the best sleeper out of you know you don't see you don't imagine yourself pulling up next to some tan colored white wall hubcap you know 1974 volvo and the next thing you know it's you're getting smoked by it you know um yeah, because it manages to fit a 6.2 LS and two turbos <laughs> yeah, and has, exactly. still has room to stand That's in That's right, there. exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's great. Plus, it's, you know, it's a classic rear-wheel drive yep, exactly. platform. And, you know, mm-hmm. for our, you know, for all kinds of racing, it's just, that's good. You know, they, they still rally them. They still... Um, that that's what's really funny, you know. Here, a twenty-five-year-old car, and they're still relevant in like a lot of club sport racing and things like that because they're inexpensive and they're reliable and they're durable. And so you can go out and you can smack them around, and it's yeah. not really costly, you know. Like if you go right. out in a WRX and you bin it, oh. you know, everything yeah. is just small, expensive, hard to yep. get to parts at that point. And the Volvo is still just kind of this rectangle. And so you probably remove the front rectangle yep. and then replace the rolly bits in the middle. <laughs> exactly. Put the front rectangle back on. Boom. Yep. And you know that the you know? local junkyard's got 300 of those hoods and stuff. And, you know, it's, you get it for 40 bucks <laughs> and walk out. And, and they're, yeah, and they're all still in like pristine exactly. condition with no rust. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, would you say that the community for the Volvo 240 is similar to, um, like, to a Miata community? Like, yeah, I, I mean, think the it's Miata's... that level of niche slash fanaticism slash you know, you almost like Volvo people are usually. Um, there's like the joke that they're always like a dentist, right? Um, but. I think that there's a little quirkiness there, right? Mm-hmm. I think that in order for you to like look at all the cars and not get a Mercedes or not get a BMW or not get a Camry or whatever, you know, to reach out to Sweden yep. is is the odd decision sometimes, you know. But um, you know, again, I think they've played on that safety role for a really long time. Um, um, we didn't mention it, but other people have mentioned it. So you know, when they developed like safety standards for cars uh nitsa bought a dozen volvo 240s you know and like they were still getting great crash ratings in till the end of their production run and um so they're just like that gold standard um for a lot of things you know and um like we were talking about uh, i was talking about the hoods and not rusting like everything is uh, treated and you know they just they built the things to basically just be you know the perfect if you had to have one car and that was it you know you needed it to basically be reliable and go forever and that's what they were good at i don't think they ever made a bad engine no well yeah well because even like the glt obviously you know like Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. much ahead of his time intercooler intercooler you know the whole nine and and I, what's funny about it is like I don't even think they needed to go that route, but they're like we're going to, you know, we're gonna do it, and they did, and it yeah. was like that was a pretty gnarly freaking motor in that thing, 
you know? Yeah. I mean, and what how was weird that? is it? I mean, think. Uh, I think it's a two point three liter turbo, right? Sixty horse. Yeah, about one hundred sixty. Yeah, I think. yeah, and that's incredible considering yeah, and, that the just the regular motor was under a hundred horse, and so yeah. to have that much of a jump, you know, back then, that's that's pretty cool. I mean that that car. It's really funny because it's like it even evolved through all. Like when it first came out, it had a push rod engine. Yeah, you know, like the Corvettes. Yeah, and then they moved to overhead cams as like a as a as an option in the catalog, you know. And then they got into the turbocharging. What I think is really remarkable is so here's a car that comes out in you know early '70s, effectively, and then a decade later, eh, let's go racing. Right. Like how how relevant yeah. would a car built ten years ago today be for you know some kind of spec or club racing? You yeah, know, at the top level. You know, very hard, very hard, and obviously it's different times. But you know, they had a pretty basic platform there, mm-hmm. and they could massage the living daylights out of it. You know yeah. that um, when they w- went to go racing, they even took the turbocharged intercooled motor and they added um, direct port water injection. Yeah, and they basically, I mean, they patented that at that time. Yeah, and they, they were the only ones using it, and and there's it's so Swedish too, in my opinion. Um, and I think the Volvo is very much like this. Like if they have a goal, they go straight to the goal. Yeah. So, okay, we need a body, make it a rectangle. Yes. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> no additional work is needed. We need a body. Check uh, that you, know, you just hear like a marker Check. on a board. Good job. <laughs> go with this fan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, the, I, I was thinking about the, we, we obviously all three of us lust after these like, crazy electro digital 80s dashes and um what i think is really remarkable about the volvo so it's it's all black background okay with white lettering so it's like the og dark mode right yeah og dark mode and that's great and then it just has this like red needle that's 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 all you really need just a red stick purpose right in the middle yep that's it purpose done yep that's it and you know what they didn't change that That's right. ever. That's right. Really, nobody was like, uh, maybe we should look at other colors. Yeah. No, they signed off on it. We're good. <laughs> Roll that until the 90s. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting fact, though, about the the racing um, scene of Volvo. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you, you guys knew this or not or whatever, but... Um, so they they have a pretty funny story. So when they first got into the whole racing scene, mm-hmm. they had to have 500 cars, you know, because you have to have a, a manufactured car in order to yeah, they're called yeah homologations, homologations exactly. Right? Yep. And so they needed five 500 of these cars, and so they shipped 500 over over to the United States, and they built these these cars over there. And these cars were they call them the flat hood, and they you know like what julian was talking about you know mm-hmm. uh, all the different technology inside of it and they pushed about 350 horse and uh mm-hmm. they had them all inspected they passed and like sweet we can race them if we can race now here we go and they go back over to sweden and they and they start racing and they're, they're winning and everything and then after further investigation it was found out that as soon as those cars pass inspection volvo tore apart all those cars and sold <laughs> sold them just as standard 240s they didn't actually sell the Mm -hmm. racing version of the car and so all these other manufacturers got really ticked off and they're like hey 
you know, we need to take away their awards. We need to strip them of this. We need to, you know, fine them. We need to do all sorts of stuff. And Volvo like fought it. And they're just like, look in the rule book, it says you need 500 uh, homologated cars that need to be inspected and pass inspection. It never says we had to sell them. And they're like, hmm, good point. <laughs> I'm like, how freaking clever is that? Like, good for them, dude. Like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, also, that is so much work. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, because you wonder Did why they, they didn't the do rule? it, though. What's that? Did they change the rule after that, or is it still the same? Well, I would imagine. I, I guess I can't. I yeah. can't. I don't know. I would imagine so. My, my only guess that they might not have let them. Um, go out is that they would have been probably a, a pretty high spec car that would have been hard for like the general population to maintain yeah and mm. that would potentially have even soiled their probably yeah because at that you know. yeah yeah you're right because at that time it was all about the safety because like i because they even had like the the they have some sort of there's some sort of club or something about like like a safety club or yeah. like this car saved my life. Volvo yes. saved my yeah yes. again right. like yes. they are very direct. They're not messing That's around, right. <laughs> right? This is a club for people who have had their lives saved by Volvo. What are we gonna name it? Mm. The Volvo saved my life. Bingo. Club? Let's do it. Roll with it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Marker <with> noise. <laughs> Start printing out. Start <laughs> printing certificates. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, that's that's uh. <laughs> That's capitalizing on their safety reputation, like, like, no BS, just going right for that's it. That's right. So that's right. Well, cool. I think uh, that's a good time to to kick on over to the next segment. All right. So in the last segment, we're going to talk about one thing that we love, and one thing that we not love about the car about the the volvo 240 um who would like to go first i think i think uh i need to round this at the back yeah, i was gonna end, say i, I think, think julian's is the one pushing this one i think you'll, you'll be the you'll be the end <laughs> I'll, I'll go first on this one so i would say the thing that i love about the volvo is the fact that they went 19 years of having the exact same vehicle and all they ever changed was maybe some headlights and some grills and things of that nature um, and they just, they stood by their brand and that was really cool. And they had a, a cult following still have a cult following to this day. I love the fact that they just stuck it in the dirt and they're like, this is us. And that was cool. So that's what I love about the car. What I hate about the car is that kind of tied in with that is that it was ugly <laughs> no um honestly speaking i mean it, it like what we said you know the, aesthetically it was just a gnarly looking car i think um let me get a little bit more granular on that because i know it's really be like oh it's ugly that's that's the easy swing at that but what i'm gonna say is uh the thing that i hate the most or dislike the most about the car is probably just the wheel stance um, I think that when you see these Volvos done properly and probably what you're talking about, Nate, with the donut media guy, um, you know, what they do is they sit them correctly on the ground with the proper wheel width and, 
And, uh, you know, those things were just kind of horky dorky, you know, just, and I understood it served a purpose and they were safe and everything. That's what they're caring about and stuff. But I really think when they're lowered a little bit and they have the wider wheel stance with the wider wheels on them, stuff like that, they actually look kind of nice. And so I, I think that, uh, if they would have put a little bit more thought into those aesthetics of the wheel stance, I think it would have made the car that much better. So that's what I like and dislike about the, the car. So Nate dog. Um, so I will say what I love about it. Um, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. I mean, the safety, I mean, Jeff, you already said, you said the long production life. I mean, just, just the, just their focus on safety is, is great. I'm, I'm going to throw out a few things here just cause sure. what I was thinking of. Yeah, by all means. Like, um, the safety, the the creative and and innovative way that they got into racing, um, you know that whole the story mm-hmm. that Jeff that you touched on was was really was really clever, um, and uh, and apparently it's it's been just like a lights out race car in these yeah. different you know different series and uh, and then um, just all the all the cool stuff that was in the uh, the safety car. The Volvo Experimental Safety Car, number one, being the backup camera. So those yeah. th- and, and in 1972, like way before. <laughs> way I didn't even know cameras that. existed. Yeah. In the 70s, yeah. Right. <laughs> I thought it was just yeah. all paintings or drawings. That's right. Like, really fast. <laughs> like just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, so that's what I like about it. Just. Um, and what I hate, again, it's, I don't know, it's, you know, it's hard for me to come up with stuff that I hate. So I'm going to go with the kind of the, the, and Jeff, you touched on this, you know, Julian, we touched on this earlier, like the kind of making fun of them, like the reputation that they have, like the type of people that, that, uh, that, that that kind of gravitate towards these cars, not the, not yeah, the enthusiasts, yeah. like, but like Zoe Deschanel or Jennifer Gardner. Yes. Or Avril like Lavigne. You're, you're, these are all people who've owned one. Sure. You're, you're like <laughs> new England college community college professor in the jacket with the elbow pads. Yeah. You know, just that's the classic stereotype. The yuppie eighties. It's almost whatever. like the, the, the Jeep Cherokee Wagoneer. Like it's like, so like, this is the family mm-hmm. that lives in the woods in the cabin with the fireplace and the golden retriever. And, you know, yeah. it's like, it's so like <laughs> typical, you know, and that's what it is. And you have these, yeah. these typical people that have these, these Volvos. You're exactly right, Nate. Yeah. And so, I mean, not that, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's not, and I'm not hating on community college or sure. whatever, tweet jackets <laughs> with elbow pads mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. <laughs> But it's just kind of, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's those danged, it's those dang hipsters. It's just that cliche, you know, you know yeah. thing. Yep, I, I, I yep. feel you. I feel you. So, yep, that's Good that's choices, Nate. That's what that I hate. Good. Mm-hmm. All right, Jules, Juicy. Bring us home. Oh, man. Fine. Fine, guys. The godfather so, of Volvo. Um... Only give us like thirty things that you love. <laughs> yeah, how long do you have? Um, I'll give them. Uh, you want ascending or descending order? 
alphabetical. alphabetical. Yep, that's right. <laughs> so I think I've got to start with what I don't like first Ooh. because I think what whoa, I like, whoa, whoa. I'd like to. Here's the thing: I respect the Volvo. I'm going to end on what I like. You know, sure, and sure. end on the up note. Yep, there you go. Um, so what I don't like about it is that, and you guys have already obviously touched on the exterior design being rather plain. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the whole car just in general, there's, there's not something where you're looking at it and you're thinking to yourself, gosh, this is beautiful right it's all it's all very functional but it's a hundred percent function over form yeah and so that's that's really what i don't like i wish that they had managed to find a little more form because before this they had stuff like the amazon which is yeah beautiful yeah do you guys know who guy martin is Mm -hmm. he's a okay yep uh, for those listening, if they don't know, he's a famous motorcycle racer and mechanic. He has an 800 horsepower Volvo Amazon wagon, yeah, right? This yeah. is just cool. And, um, you know, then they also had the P1800, which is this very svelte coupe. It it kind of took some of the Pininfarina lines and made a, you know, just an absolutely, um, for the time, you know, uh, matched all of the other great manufacturers. You know, they were selling a four thousand dollar coupe that looked like some of the stuff you'd get from Ferrari for twelve or thirteen. You know, and so I think that you know they they had been making some really beautiful cars beforehand, but then they got to this and they were just they had that singular focus, that very um, uh, channeled vision, and um, you know, so that's that's something that. You know, I think they could have done a little less function, a little more form. But the thing that I love about it is it's it's such like a tongue-in-cheek kind of campy car in a mm-hmm. way. Like, um, there are tons of people who have these cars, and they're you know at the time, um, you know, a, a their commercials were things like the the Volvo estate wagon racing a porsche 944 and so these are not slow cars for the time at all but like to for that to be your advertising is like kind of wry you know it's it's very much um like uh, the way that paul newman v8 swapped his and can you imagine like pulling up to a pulling up like next to this volvo wagon right. and it and it has like this five liter with a lope you're right you know um that's what i love about it like that that they can still surprise you yeah yeah. they are really unassuming but they are capable you know and probably like if if i had to be in a police chase today i'd take a 240 it may not be like super fast but I feel like I could just continue driving. And I, I like tested this as a teenager. We would go off-road Volvo. You know, we <laughs> we would put that thing through the ringer. Yeah. And and like I'd get home and my parents wouldn't eat, and like nothing looked bad about the car. I never yeah. had to take it to get fixed or replace A-arms or busted springs. I mean, I think the springs are like as fat around as my like the coils are like as like snakes. Yeah. You know, they're just thick, durable units, and the whole car was like that. Um, 
So I think that's my favorite thing is that they're kind of tongue in cheek a little bit. And, you know, they are hipster, um, but they're also not like pretentious jerk hipster. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it'd be somebody who like, if I was straight on the side of the road and they pulled over, I'd be like, okay, I can probably trust this person, you know, to um, help me. Yeah. You know, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a wrong assumption, but that's kind of maybe the Volvo part of my uh... guy was an axe murderer come on (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure there yeah i'm sure people are right now googling the people who have been murderers who've had volvos but you know i just you know and i just think they are kind of a weird brand and you kind of have to like end up there almost by accident in a way you know like um i'm thinking of people who've had volvos i think buzz aldrin had a volvo um jeremy clarkson colin powell adam savage um, you know, we've mentioned a few other people, um, the president of Hermes, which is this, um, uh, luxury, uh, high-end luxury leather company out of, um, France, uh, even had like a Volvo 240 that they did up with all of their doings. Oh, nice. It's like in their museum as a showpiece, you know? And so it's weird because it's, it's a relatively basic car, but it appeals to people who just want basic transportation, like today or you know as when i was a teenager i bought one for eighteen hundred dollars you know and rode it to the ground and um you know around that same time um you know so was adam savage you know who is somebody who i think is like just you know technically very intelligent right and um and so i I just think it's kind of cool because it's it's not like a type of car that like you look at and you're like god so beautiful right but it's one of those it's one of those like well i met her and we started to talk a little bit you know she's actually pretty interesting yeah well i think (laughs) i think you're hitting the point i think what it is is it's it's for the person that like gets it you know i mean it's like they're not just they're not strolling by and going like well that's cute you know it's like a person that in today's era when they're going to buy one they know that car you know Mm -hmm. and they have intent Mm -hmm. You know, where it's not like, yes. uh, oh, I just always thought that was cool when I was a kid. It's like, no, they understand what that car is. They understand what's gone into it. And they understand what they're going to get out yeah. of it. And uh, mm-hmm. and there's something to, to be respected. Like what you are talking about, you know, earlier, uh, Julian, was that it, it's something to, to drive a car knowing that you can give it what you want to give it and just know it's not going to break, mm-hmm. you know. And make as many mistakes That's as you That's what I'm need. saying. And just know that, yeah. dude, it's just going to take it and I'm going to go home, you know, <laughs> and you're not going to worry about it yeah. smelling like radiator fluid, you know, or something like that because you beat it a little too hard, you know. But, um, yeah. yeah, good point, though. Yep. There was a video I was watching as a guy who has a couple of 262s, and he's from Scandinavia. And so here he is, and he's, he's on the road, and you can see somebody off in the distance, and it's his mom. And she's skiing and walking the dog, okay? Because this is like straight up Scandinavia. <laughs> and you also have to think like that's why these cars are so good, because they're basically designed to live in the snow right. most of the time. Yeah. But here he is, and he's he's literally Scandinavian flicking sideways on the road, driving past his mother, <laughs> right? So he's like going sideways past his mom, and he goes. Hey, mom, you know, and then he just keeps going. That's funny. You know, it's like the most polite way to just be, I mean, polite that's badass. 
How's that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like this weird. Yeah. 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 There's like some strange confidence level there. That's right. You know? That's funny. I'm not trying to be cool for you. I'm trying to be cool for my mom. <laughs> and the dog. the dog. And the dog. That's right. No. Well, cool. Well, I think on that we can kind of wrap things up, right? I think no, so. I have no, so Julian's much like, no, more Julian's to only offer the like world. Thirteen no. things. That's right. Rip Torn. No. Rip Torn had a Volvo 240. That's Rip Torn did. <laughs> Julian knows yeah. everything about the Volvo 240. He knows every person that ever owned one. If you're driving Julian. one right now, he has well, you on his spreadsheet. <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, here's. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like. 700 pages long too because all these are still on the road right you know i mean i'm gonna that's funny because i tried to look up you know david bowie was like a, an easy find sure. for me and then that kind of built my interest so i was trying to find i was really digging for people but um what i thought what i thought was really funny is so i have an audi a3 and do you know who drives an audi a3 mm. britney spears britney spears <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Really? <laughs> yeah. That makes so much and sense. I uh, right? So I drive <laughs> the same car as Sarah Jessica Parker. Now you guys know everything you need to know I about it me. Now. <laughs> so that explains all the sex in the city references that you have all yeah, the time. Mm. That's it. Yeah. I'm married to Ferris Bueller. <laughs> you know? Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Please be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all of the latest tire kicker news and happenings. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye.